everyone. Welcome back to the Invincibly Supermassive comic book podcast of stuff. I am Tony Guerrero, editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com. And returning after uh, many years or, or weeks, we have Mr. Brian Bugelato. I would have said months. I think that's probably... It, it, it felt like years. Yeah. And... and, and Weeks. I don't. I don't. Months. Maybe. No, I think months is accurate. I, mean, I guess. It probably felt like an eternity for you. Well, it yeah, it has. Because um, yeah, you you haven't been on in 2014. I know, and That's, it's weird because I know you got a big old man crush on me. It's. I think it's the other way around. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, you're funny. You're funny <laughs> at Emerald City. <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed Emerald City. Emerald City, man, it flew by. It, it's it's like I, I don't know what happened because you know because we, we both got in Thursday. You got in Thursday. I didn't yeah. see you Thursday, but it's it's just like that whole weekend just just. It was a blur. It was like over before you knew it, I mean, or before I knew it. One of the difficult things about a convention is always just trying to find the time for whatever you know. what I mean, like you know so many people and there's so many people you want to hang out with, and I know that uh, you know I didn't hang out with you on hardly at all. No, well, um, you you had you had a you had a good reason. We'll just yeah. say that. All right. <laughs> you had a great reason. Which I don't <laughs> yeah, know if we want to. I think I think she's pretty great. Yeah, she is. I don't know if you wanted to get into specifics. No, no. Well, you know. Yeah, she's super cool. I don't. I don't. I. I don't understand how what how you did it. Yes, you do. You have a crush on me. <laughs> you understand. You uh, get it. No, but she's she's super cool. So I was I was happy to meet her. <laughs> um. So yeah, it it just it was it was crazy, and I I just I don't even understand where where the time went, and yeah, I just say that, yeah. and then let's see. This week we have a WonderCon. You going to WonderCon? I will be at WonderCon. I don't have a table. So what are you going to be doing? Uh, you know, I'll do the whatever the signing or uh that DC asks me to do, and um probably one of the panels, and then hang out. Yeah, you know, I, I may like hang out for a couple hours here or there at a, at a friend's uh, booth or something. And if I do do that, I'll you know I'll tweet it out there to the Twitterverse. But you just said doo doo. I won't do any doo doos at WonderCon. Well, Wait. I may, just not in public. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Because because you know people usually ask about me. They they find you and they're like, "Where's Tony at?" Really, no one ever asks me about you. Uh huh. Mm. That's not what I heard. Mm. <laughs> uh, so, should we talk about Captain America first? Yeah, let's let's leave with that. Because uh, so the movie opened. People, everyone should have seen it now because it opened overseas first. Uh, which you know that. How do you feel about that? It doesn't matter to me one bit. Because it, it just seems. I mean, I understand why they do it, but it, it seems weird. That here's a uh, you know it's for one thing it's Captain America, and right. you know it's 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 an American made movie you know I'm not not trying to be like territorial or anything like that but it's just weird that it would open in other countries before here, and the the main thing is because you know you run the risk of spoilers and and you know it's which, this, which sucks. Let's that, let's be honest. We live in an age that is like spoilerific, the internet and such. So like you know. You can't really avoid spoilers very well, so I don't. I don't know that it's, that's really a problem. They should just open it if if they want to do it. Just open it all on on, on the same weekend. I'm sure they have their reasons. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. If, part of it is a piracy thing, I think, because I don't know where it's more prevalent. If, if I don't know. But, but then there's also the premieres, which they always do early, you know, so they can try to get the stars to go here or there, do the red carpet stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't pretend to know the inner workings of when movies come out, but it doesn't bother me at all. It just, it, it really stinks in like some countries that they'll they'll get a movie like like a month or two later. That that would really blow. Well, that's what they get for living in that country. I guess. Bam. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, we saw it a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago now actually. But, well, I know. Well, I only saw it because uh, I was your date. You're to, you're my uh, plus one. You're my I, ride. I like I, to call it your date yeah. to the, uh, I guess that's a press screening, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he was nice enough, uh, he being Tony, was nice enough to uh, include me on his uh, plus oneness. So I appreciate that, man. Because yeah, I needed a ride from the hotel to the, the theater. <laughs> Doesn't matter how, you, how we got there. What matters is that I was there. And see, I, 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 I could have asked Jen, but she was right. working. And then there's a whole thing. It's like, you know, if I ask her, because you know how some couples are like, well, I can't see it. I got to see it with, you know, with my other person. You know, I, I can't see it without them because they'll get mad even though they have, they're not in the movie or anything. Well, you know, to, to that point, specifically to that point, Mr. Um, uh, you know, I got to take Paris to see it, uh, which uh, will be tomorrow for me, but it would already have happened by the time this airs. Mm-hmm. And so I invited uh, Kyle and Jen and... Um, Jen couldn't make it, so Kyle is uh, bagging out because he doesn't want to, you know, look bad in front of his lady. Like, you know, like I went to see it without you, kind of. Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess I understand, but yeah. So that, that's why I didn't ask them. But of course, you know, I don't want to hang out with them. No, but what, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to say that publicly and tell her, no, I would never go see it without you. you. You're working? Okay, no, I definitely won't see it. And then you do it behind her back. And then I post about it. And, and then you lie. <laughs> How does that you like, no, I, and then but all you have to do is just lie, don't, you know, and then... It was me. Act surprised when things happen in the theater. Be like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. Oh, oh and uh, David Wall, my, my pal David Wall right here, has an even uh, better uh, solution, is you guilt her into getting you to go. You know, like, make her feel bad because you're missing out with your friends. And you really want to see it, but you're willing to sacrifice yourself. And you know what? I don't want to go. No, I'm not going to go. Without you, forget it. But then if she still has an offer, then just lie. Yeah. And so if you can't, but if, if, you, if you can do that, then that's the best of both worlds because then you've sort of Jedi mind tricked her into letting you go. Mm-hmm. And then if that doesn't work, then you just lie. So that's what you do? I don't have to do that. <laughs> I'm booch. Uh-huh. So the, the screening was, was was cool, and and I have to say that that was the first screening where they actually gave popcorn and a drink. Yeah, I mean I've been to some screenings that have given that, but not that was my first press screening. So um, yeah, I don't know if that was different because the ones up here, the ones I usually go to in San Francisco, it's it's the ones where um where, where like you you win passes from a radio station, and and you're not guaranteed a seat. You have to wait you know in a line and get there early. But, yeah. but they usually have a press section, so they'll have like you know, you know, a few rows reserved. Sure. And and there there's no no free anything there. It's just you get you get a seat, and you're happy with that. 
I do like it. It's interesting that, that you don't get the trailers in a screening. You know, it just it starts straight to the movie. Yeah. So, Cut to the chase, my friend. Yeah. Let's get going. Got, got things to do. Yep. So, uh, how did you feel about the movie? I really liked it. You know, um, I, the plot to me was, I guess, complex enough and interesting enough to invest me in the movie. I don't think that uh, it was earth-shattering or anything, but I, I think that the action was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I have told people this, and I'm going to tell you this, that I already told you this, and tell this, this, that um, the fight scenes, probably the best fight scenes I've seen in a movie. A movie, period? Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, you know, outside of a martial arts film, you know what yeah. I mean? But uh, like action movie fights, superhero fights, I think the best ever. Yeah, and and and, and that's like the main thing because you know when you think about it, it's like you know I I like the Avengers, I, I I like the Thor you know movies and everything, but it's like all of these movies, like the Iron Man movies, as, as good as they were, especially when you compare them to other comic book movies, there there was always some like plot hole or you know something that was just you know you, you kind of accept because everything else is so good. But but yep. this it you know like you said there was a, a plot there was a story you you had you had a, a, a great nemesis or nemesis multiple nemes- I think it's nemesis yes um and, and you know because like if you look at like Thor to Dark World you know you you had Malekith who he wasn't really even necessary in a movie you know he he was he barely did anything. Yeah, he was like on his way to do something. Yeah, kind of most of the, that movie, he just was sort of like, "Yeah, I have plans to make plans to be evil." My my, my problem with him was like in the beginning when you know they're they're fighting the Asgardians, and then you know he he un- sets all his ships to smash down to try to you know, and he's like, "All my people are dead because of the Asgardians." It's like, no, dude, you ordered your ships to crash into the the planet and killed all your people, and you're blaming them. So it's just yeah. like, like I have a question for you. Would you like Thor as much if he was an Asgardian? He is an Asgardian. No, an Asgardian. Yeah, that's what that's what I said. Asgard. No, Asgard. Yeah. Double S? Well, then it's spelled differently. But it's Asgard. Okay. <laughs> Would you like it if he was an Asgard? I don't I don't know. I think so. Might be a different movie. It would definitely be a different movie. I'm sure one of those movies has been made. It may not be PG thirteen. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, but it, so it's, yeah, this movie was great because you know there's plenty of action. There's good story. There's you know a plot, uh, character development. You know, it, and it's it's not just like a, a straight out action movie. You know, because you you get to find out like who Captain America is. You know, you you, you know man out of time type thing. You know, he's thrown himself into his work. You you get stuff with Natasha. You know what what she's going through and all that. Yeah. I- I, to me, I don't know, man. I, I just, the action was so good. I, I, I'm not one who I'm not like the biggest action flick guy. Like I definitely like drama, and you know, uh, I like a good story. But to me, the action carries the day in this one. Like I didn't think that the that the story it, it wasn't it didn't particularly resonate with me. Uh, but you know, the package and the overall uh, movie, mm-hmm. it worked on a lot of levels. Yeah. The the interesting thing. Though, I mean, since, you know, I guess we can talk spoilers because people should have yeah. seen it now. Um, one was because like in, in the comics, you know, there is there is a past between Natasha and, and Bucky. 
So you don't really get that here. You know? No, you don't. You don't. And, and the other thing, because I, I, I'm sure you're aware of it, but in the comics, Natasha's like really old. Not in the movie. Yeah, not in the movie because they, they gave her birth date. And to be honest with you, I have a hard time calling her Natasha because she does not look like a Natasha to me. What does she look like to you? Scarlet? Scarlet. Yeah. Did you see her other trailer? What, the, uh, the Luc Besson one? Lucy? Yeah. I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I she, saw a poster. You just see the trailer. Yeah. It looks it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's, uh, it's sort of Luc Bassani. Yeah, it, it's, and we're, we're getting sidetracked now, but it's, um, it looks really fascinating and everything, really good. And then it, it, it kind of goes a little too far. Like, like, you know, CG stuff and, you know, just going yeah. out there. So. I'll, I'll have to take a look at it. Um, what was your favorite part of, of the movie, of Cap? Oh, um, I, you know, I, I might have to go with, with some of the fight scenes. I'm, I'm trying to pick, like, the, the first fight scene on the boat. Yeah, that really was amazing. Like, I mean, I loved it. Just, just the way, I mean, because Cap is, I, I, I like the first one. You know, I, I didn't, didn't love it. You know, and I really like, like Cap. You know, he's always been one of my favorite characters. Um, really? Yeah, I always, always there's something about him because he was kind of he was sort of like the underdog where you know a lot of people thought he was he was kind of lame or you know he was a boy scout, but in, and there is there was some some good stories where you know he 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 was there and you know doing his thing, um, but just the, the the first movie I I as you know I liked it but it it wasn't like my favorite and it was it was showing it's I think it's been it was showing like all week on um. FX or something like that because when I was in a, in a hotel editing videos, I, it came on, and then the the other day it was like still on. Yeah, you know, I I thought that uh, kept the original the first one was yeah. only half a movie. Yeah. Um, it, I just I just the second half really didn't do anything for me. I loved the first half. I loved the setup, but that whole second half I was like, Bleh. it seems like they they could have done more, like seeing Cap in 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 the war with the Howling Commandos. And you know you didn't really get a lot of that. It's just and and this whole thing is like you know he has this connection with with, with Peggy Carter, and it's like they I, I I don't even know. I mean maybe I'd have to watch it again to see if there was just any reference. But it's like I don't even think they like went on a date or anything. And and you know she's supposed to be like the the big love of his life. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. Oh, that that was the other thing in the movie. Because um, you know Nick Fury's supposed to be really old in the comics, but I, I got the impression. He wasn't in the movie because you know, when, when he was talking about it, I think his, his, was it his father, his grandfather. Yeah, he maybe maybe he's a junior. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they have in the comics now. Well, I mean, that's always a weird thing about comics, right? Like if a character was created in the '40s and was clearly created during World War II, and you know, to exist to this day, like how do you bridge that gap? Obviously, with Cap, they froze his ass and you know unleashed him in I don't know late '60s. Uh, when, when did Cap come back? Well, they, they that kept kept moving because originally it was in the '60s, but then you know the sliding timescale thing. So I don't even know if it would have been. I mean, it would have to be fairly recent. Maybe right. now it maybe be the '90s or 2000s. I mean, it, it's always yeah. Changed. I guess when when Marvel does their new Fifty Two, they can they can do it over yeah, again. But they don't need to do that. Uh, don't they do that like every six months though? No, no. The continuity is, is it's day one. It, it it's it sticks. They they relaunched their series. But, See, I could I could have sworn that their new uh, model was to have a new number one yeah. every six months. Well, not every six months. Like it's more. It's closer. Like every year, 
Okay. I mean, some some issues go longer. Like Avengers is like twenty twenty something, but they're they're relaunching the series, but they're not relaunching the universe. Gotcha. Because like 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 James Robinson's Fantastic Four, you know, he he mentioned or re- refers to stuff to like Matt Fraction that that run did, and and he's going to go back to like some stuff that like Hickman did, and so they're not erasing it. They've they've never done like a, a crisis where things start over. They okay. just they just kind of. I th- I I go back. I think it was Dennis Claro said it right. He and I th- I don't know if, if this was his 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 viewpoint or if he, if he got it from someone else. That the the little things kind of you you forget about them, but like the big things, like the death of Gwen Stacy, that that happened. All all the little things in between, you know, they're not that important. And you know, in that way, you can kind of justify the the crunched timeline. You know, so it's not like Spider-Man's been Spider-Man for 50 years. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's one of those things you just have to take uh, with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. You know, it, the, the problem with the New 52 um, is by saying it was five years. Because that really crunched things up. You know, like all the Robins, you know, happened in in five-year period. So. Right. I mean, it's obviously compressed uh, quite a bit. Yeah. But you know, back to Cap. Um, the I wanted to also say that uh, the Falcon, his his action scenes were pretty awesome too. Yeah. Like, I I loved what they did with his sort of uh, almost like dogfight kind of uh, of action. Mm-hmm. Um, he he ended up being a lot more interesting and, and cooler character than uh, I thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be more throwaway than he ended up being. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. It it it'd be nice if he was in Avengers two, but it sounds like he's not. Yeah, but it seems like he's going to be in at the very least in, in Cap three. Yeah, know? yeah, it, it would make sense because I he was one of the the people I got to interview at the after the the press conference, mm-hmm. and he's like, you know, it's like I don't know. They haven't told me yet. He's like, they're going to start filming, and I haven't heard anything, so I'm assuming no. He's like, but I told Joss that it's like. I'll keep my my calendar open and I'll get it. Hop on a plane and be in London in 24 hours. Of course he would. Yeah. It's a huge opportunity. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to tell Josh the same thing. I'll keep my schedule open and I will hop on a plane in 18 hours. Hmm. Okay. So if he has any parts for me. Yeah. Like what part would you want? Um. I'd probably want to be Crimson Dynamo. Okay. See if that happens. It's well, probably not going to happen. Yeah. So, what else did you like? What else did I like? I mean, the, the, uh, the car scene, the, the car chase, whatever. Yeah. Then the, the, actually, there's there's that big. Uh, you mean the big Nick Fury action sequence? Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. That was uh, great. It's like poor Nick. I sound like a fourteen-year-old. I'm like, it was awesome. It was great. I love the action, the shooting, and the the punching was awesome. I mean, Captain I, America was just like a tank. Like when he, when he was he's chasing a Winter Soldier and he's like plowing through walls. But it I'm wasn't like, just it wasn't just that he was a tank. Like there was a lot of fluidity to his movements, which is I think why I liked it so much. Yeah. And even in in the sort of sped up like you know conflict with um, Winter Soldier, like like uh, it was still well done mm-hmm. and. Um, what was the first guy? Uh, who was the first guy he faced? Batrock. Uh, Batrock. Batrock. Like that, that fight scene. That that uh, fight scene was awesome. Yeah. 
I think I said fat sign, which I don't know, you know. Hmm. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm overweight. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, um, I can't wait to see it again, which I guess I would have already seen it by the yeah. time people listen. Me to too. This. I already got tickets. Yeah. Um, and a whole crew of folks. No 3D, right? I think it is 3D because timing wise. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's weird because it's like none of the Marvel movies really benefit from 3D. It's just it's like it's because I, I like 3D movies. You know, I, I don't have a problem with them. I know I know you know a lot of people don't like. Yeah, them. I mean, my issue with them is that it's just they haven't solved a way to make it not seem darker. That that's the main problem, especially like with the the Thor movies. It's like that's a movie that should be really vibrant, especially you know the Asgard scenes. The but what scenes? The Asgard scenes. The Asgard scenes. Asker. Oscar. As Asgard. Asgard. Okay. So yeah. Um, so if, if people haven't seen the movie yet, and hopefully we haven't spoiled too much, just like you don't need to do 3D, and and I like 3D, and it's it's just like eh, you don't really need it. Yeah, I I would probably rather see it. I wish they would do more IMAX without 3D. I don't like the fact that it seems like all the IMAXs are in 3D. Yeah, I see. I I don't go to IMAX that often because well, one, it's like the only theaters here in the city, and I don't live in the city, but. It's like you really have to get the right seat. You know, if you get stuck in like one of the corners. Yeah. You know, it's just it's it's no good. I think my my favorite IMAX experience is probably non-3D opening day of uh of uh, The Dark Knight. Mm. Yeah. That's probably his tops on my list. I think the last IMAX I saw was John Carter. Yeah. And that was yeah. I I saw I saw Spider-Man 3 in IMAX. And that was that was oh. <laughs> big, wow. big giant Tobey Maguire face. You know, you can see like all his pores and everything. Like when he he's doing that crying face when he's you know he's sad and yeah, that's not a good movie. Uh, yeah, that was a mess. And then that's the thing. It's like now it's it's like we're getting spoiled. You know, because we, we we have these Marvel is just it, it and it's it's like how, how are they doing such good movies. I see. I I don't think that's a, a surprise. I mean, the whole thing is that Marvel's in charge of their of their uh, creative material, so they know best. You know, they have some really smart people who are or, you know, industry film savvy, so they can bridge that gap between the comic continuity and making a movie that that works. Like you know, there've been movies for you know close to a century. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's no surprise to me that these comic book movies are are still going strong because you know a good movie is a good movie it doesn't matter if it was made in 1940 or made in you know 2040 yeah uh, and i know i just said was in 2040 i don't think i'm from the future maybe i think i'm gonna be alive in 2040 i hope so because i'm gonna actually i'm i'm gonna be alive until uh the year 3000 okay so have you heard um, the the so so Kevin Kevin Feige Feige I think it's Feige 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 um, I think I think it's Feige I like to okay. say I like to say some names wrong because then people they get mad in the comments they get mad okay. it's like come you on. also say it with your unique accent that you have well, I don't have an accent yes you do you have an accent. Nope. You have an Asgardian accent. I do have an Asgardian accent. So, um, so he, Kevin Feige, he talked to Business Week, 
And um, so a lot of people were kind of ran with this quote. Uh, he, he's talking about like all the stuff that they have mapped out. And he, he said, it's like looking through the Hubble telescope. You go, what's happening back there? I can sort of see it. He laughs. They printed out a new one recently that went to 2028. That's so, nuts. So people are like, oh, they, they have everything mapped out to the year 2028. I don't, I don't believe that. No, but just because you have something mapped out doesn't mean that's going to happen. I, I, mean, I just know, things change. Yeah, because it, it could be like like two years from now, people are like, you know, I'm I'm tired of comic book movies. You know, I don't yeah. I don't want that anymore. And and I I just hope that w- whatever happens that they keep things going that like the continuity. You know, don't don't do like they did with with Spider Man or, or Batman. You know, and and relaunch it every time. Yeah, but you, and to some degree, you have to. I mean, it seems to me that a, a film franchise is good for three or four, and then it has to be rebooted. But look at James Bond. You know, they, they recast, and and up until, like, recently, the Daniel Craig stuff, it's like it never was really rebooted. It just it just continued. It was a new story. They didn't yeah. necessarily acknowledge previous stuff, but you knew there was a past. You didn't get yeah. an origin each time. Yes, I agree with that. Like, I don't need to see this the origin every single time. Because the the Batman ones, you know, you had Michael Keaton, he did two, and then what Val Kilmore? That I don't know if that really carried over, and then George Clooney, you know, th- those yeah. were a little little less. But you know, you got three movies with Tobey Maguire, and they were all ready to do a fourth one, and then they're like, yeah, let's let's start over. And then they kept saying, it's it's not going to be a reboot, but it was because you know they go back to high school and. It's just crazy. I, I think the the most recent ones are superior to the earlier ones. Superior? I know that superior. This is good. Superior Spider Man uh-huh. movies. I get it. You know, like what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and then the, the funny thing is how um they when they announced Captain America three, it's it's gonna go up against Superman Batman. Superman versus Batman. Yeah, from what from uh, what I heard is that the real issue is that uh, you know that Marvel has targeted a date for a release of a movie without actually having a movie. Um, you know what I mean? Without mm-hmm. having a movie uh, named, and that's such a dangerous precedent for the studios. You know? Yeah, because usually studios can just start claiming dates. Yeah, and and most of the time, I you know people may not be aware of this, but they're they're usually pretty cordial about it, where you know, they they kind of map things out. And oh, they they almost always are. Like they they know. Like they they have like you know there uh, there's there's only a few number of people who are in charge of of that of the scheduling, and they learn to play nice. Yeah, and it's like so. a Transformer movie. It's gonna be like first week of July. Yeah, they. Tra- I mean, because it hurts. You know, it hurts both movies. You know what I mean? If if two uh, comp movies open the same weekend, like they're competing. It, it, yeah, so they don't they don't want to do that. I mean, I think the issue here is that that DC moved theirs onto a date that um, Marvel had staken a, a, a claim to, but they did so without actually having a movie. Uh, they just said, "No, that's our date," and so mm-hmm. that's that's probably not. I mean, that seems like that's a bad precedent to set. Yeah, but I mean, I, if I had to choose, I mean, I would definitely see Captain America three. Over Superman versus Batman. That's where you and I differ, sir. Really? Mm-hmm. That's maybe it's your your DC loyalty. Mm-hmm. No, it's my 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 Batfleck loyalty. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you I you know how I felt about Man of Steel. So you, think, you're gonna you're gonna tell me that you'd rather see the third installment of a Captain America movie versus 
basically the first uh, Justice League movie. If it is, I mean that that's the thing we don't even know. You know, they're 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 saying all these other people are going to be in there, but they could be in there for like you know one scene, and because they they keep keep saying it's not a Justice League, you know, it's Superman versus Batman, even yeah, though but, we're casting well, all these other people. And, you know, if I had to bid money, I would say they change end up changing the title of it. Maybe yeah, it, but I, they probably don't even know what's going on. You know, it, they had a script, and I think they just threw it all out at least once. I don't know. I don't know either. And I just, I, I mean, I, I had some problems with the first movie. You know, I, I didn't hate it. You know, I, I did enjoy it, but there's just some parts I did not like. No, it had problems. It yeah. definitely had problems. And, um, yeah, so we'll see. But the thing is, it's, it's almost like, you know, with Captain America, this, the Winter Soldier, you know, it is a sequel, but it, it, it doesn't, in some ways, it kind of doesn't feel like a sequel. Because, you know, it's, it's just so different than the first movie. Yeah. And and if you have the you know Joe and Anthony Russo directing the third one, mm-hmm. and you know they they did you know such a great job with this one, it's not I I don't see them as being like like oh you know we don't we don't have to try as hard now we already you know proved it so let's let's just do whatever story yeah. you know, they're they're gonna want to do another kick ass movie right so they have that and and you know Zack Snyder eh, you know his movies I'm okay with. You know, sometimes they're, they they work better than others, so I don't know. We'll see. I just think that's your inherent bias against DC Comics. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. See, I mean, I, I like Ben Affleck as, as well. You know, I'm 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 okay with him being Batman. You know, I'm I'm curious to see. I I think he can you know level up and and bring it. Yeah, me too. But I the, I don't I, I maybe it's because there's so much unknown about the movie. That because they're they're still trying to figure it out, that there's nothing that's really selling me on it, and you know, and with the, yeah, the issues but, I had for the first movie. Yeah, but I mean, right, right now, what do you know about Captain America three? Besides, I mean, it's basically you know where he's what he's going to do because of the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. But it, it, if you think that's more intriguing than the possibility of seeing all these new characters, maybe. That, nah. that, that, there's there's been talk. You're like, cray. What? You're cray. No. Nah. Cray cray. There's talk uh, that they they might bring in the the '50s psychotic cap into the, the third movie, which I don't really know how that would work. If you know, if the the movie's continuing, because you know there there's some things obviously that they, they are going to carry over from from this movie. Yeah. But '50s crazy cap, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know either. So I guess we we'll have to see. But but the the guys, I mean. Since I I got to interview them, I mean they they love comic. I mean they they they, they call Name themselves dropper. fanboys. That's right. When I talked to Joe and Anthony Russo, I'll tell you, Joe, he 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 barely let let his brother answer questions. Really? He was he was like answer most of the questions, and then and at one point, like Anthony had to kind of like jump in, and start start answering. Are you talking trash? No, I'm just saying that, that you know they're they're Sounds both like you're talking trash. At least, like when when I talked to you and Francis when we did the phone interview, mm-hmm. you, you guys, it's it's almost as if you had it planned where you're like alternating. I think we just sort of try to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good thing. I mean, when when two people are are involved, equally involved, or almost equally involved, or whatever, you know, it makes sense that. Well, how come? Let me ask you this: How come after all the um, times we've done this podcast together, you still step all over my words and you don't let me talk? Because you got a big mouth. But you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like that. 
You're crazy. All right, crazy. go go talk. Come on. Here, here's your platform. What do you want to say? I'm done. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, what do you think about the uh, the uh, those tag scenes from Cap? Tag scenes? The scenes at the end, the, the little extra. Oh, after the, the credits? Um, yeah. So... I guess we won't go into specifics of that in case there's still some crazy people that haven't seen a movie and are listening to this, which what I don't know. Do it, what if we do it quickly? Well, uh, so which the, one are you talking about? Um, there was two. Which well, that's the, 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 the first one, the, the mid one. That that was the big one. Yeah. Um, because the, the last one, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it was it was it was interesting all that, but that, that's clearly uh, it wasn't it wasn't even interesting. That that's setting up um the next movie. You know, it, yeah. it's it's letting you know, it's like, yeah, there, there's more. But the second one, because I'm sure you know that that Joss Whedon actually directed that scene. That's what I heard. So, um, and he directed the hell out of it. So I think that that makes it clear what that is dealing with. Yeah. So it, it's 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 going to be interesting. And it, what what blows me away because I I think it happened when we saw it. The movie's over. People are getting up and leaving. Yeah, you would figure that the press would be savvy to the extra scenes. It's like you're you're seeing a Marvel movie. I mean, it's it's guaranteed. I mean, now it's practically guaranteed that you're going to get two scenes. Yeah, you get the one in the middle and one at the end, and people are just getting up and leaving. And I I just I don't understand that. It's wow. it's funny. Like when when me and my wife and my daughter we see movies, um, my wife's always like ready to go. She's like, all right, movie's over. And then um, my daughter and I, it's like she, you know, I don't even have to say anything. You know, she wants to stay till the end. Sure. And she's savvy. Yeah. And then more, we, more savvy than the press. And then there's those times where you sit there and then there's nothing. It's like, you son of a bitch. Yeah. I hate that. It's like, I'll give something. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That was a weird thing, though, with uh, Green Lantern, the good and the bad thing. Not, not necessarily about the movie. Because, you know, that had a, a like a mid credit. Thing with Sinestro and, and the ring and then you wait till the end they don't give you a, an end thing they give you a commercial they give you an ad I don't which, remember that it was just like buy these trays buy you know, Green Lantern Secret Origin and you know whatever at your local comic shop and you know had 1-800 whatever the, the comic locator thing is which um that I think it's Marvel and you know Warner Brothers they need to do that more but they should do it like at the beginning you know, they, they have the little logo with all of the comic images and, you know, they both kind of do the same thing with that. But they, they should somehow put buy the friggin' comic. You know, and then they'll do the thing, you know, based on Marvel characters or DC characters, you know, and yeah, but I, 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 I think it would be so easy to, to put like an ad, attach it to it, you know, even if it's like 10 second or just a still. It's, yeah, it's almost like they don't care. It's like, yeah. Because they don't. They're, they're Hollywood. That, think about it. That there's there's like the amount of money that they make. But it's like you you throw the the hardworking people like you a bone. Yeah, they just don't give a flying uh, fig. Yeah, it, it's just it's because a lot of comics these days are well, I guess not. It's almost like the other way around, where you know the comics are are just the source material for these movies. You know, we're, we're getting so many movies based off of comics. And, you know, with some production houses, it's like you can tell they're making this comic, this indie comic, so they can hopefully sell the rights and, of and have a movie be made. But you would, would think with Marvel and DC, because they, they, you know, Disney 
they paid four million dollars for for Marvel, and yeah, you know they're making money off of it by making these movies. Did I say billion or million? You said million, and, and it's billion. I, I didn't have the heart to correct. Yeah, it's billion. Uh, so you think it's like even even if you're making more money off of the movies, you would think say, hey, this is an investment. This is something else, you know, that we have money sunk into. Let's try to build that up too. You know, we're, we're not gonna just do the math though. I mean, the best-selling comic books uh, uh, in any given month is like a hundred thousand, right? Yeah, sometimes a little how more. Much, how yeah. much? How much money are they making off a, the print of a hundred thousand issues? To- it's because you, you guys are so high paid. That's where all the the profits go. Mm, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Not this guy. Um, it's just it's doesn't it it's negligible in comparison to you know all their big money things, yeah. video games and licensing and and movies. That's where the money is. I mean, the the print books, you know. A hundred thousand books, uh, you know. So what? That's one point two million a year. You know, they're in, you know they're make, if they're making a dollar off of it, dollar and change. Subtract all the cost and stuff. They're not making that much. Maybe, yeah. But I, I still think they could try to do something because uh, yeah, a lot of people still, for whatever reason, they they, they kind of they. They look down on, on comics. You know, they, they, there's, there's still that perception that comics are for kids, which, you know, if, if that's what they think, they're clearly not reading, you know, the Black Bat and seeing right. how, how gritty and real you, you get. But that's, that's a, you know, I, that's just some sort of pervasive thing in society, don't you think? The, the American society, like if specific to America, you know, guys in capes and you know wrestling outfits are for kids. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they they equate comic books to to Superman. You know, not really understanding that there's a world of comics out there that's not due to the capes. It's just weird that a lot of people look down on comics, but they'll play comic video games or see the comic book movies. Yeah, I think that's part because because the identity of a comic book is that of a socially awkward, you know, nerd or geek. That, but, the, uh, but but the people playing video games are like that too. Yeah, or you know, not all of them, but you know, so it was like we could, um, <clears throat> when we I, I we ran a, a story on on Winter Soldier and Gamespot, our sister site, like retweeted it or something like that, and. I ended up in a conversation with with someone who was clearly more a GameSpot person. You know, uh-huh. they they weren't a comic book reader, and right. and we, so I was we were going back and forth on Twitter, and the idea I was, I was like, yeah, the movie's based on a comic. You know, it's really good. You know, Ed Brubaker's running and all that, and this, this guy was like, yeah, I don't know, and and you know, at, at the end, it seemed like I kind of convinced him to check it out, which you know maybe he, he was just saying that to get out of the conversation or whatever, but. It's like it's just weird where, you know, if you have such a good story, that you don't want to check out the source material, right? And you know whether it, it's a matter well, of some people just aren't into reading. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was about to say it. We live in a culture of not reading, so definitely not reading more than you know uh, what amounts to sound bites. Yeah. We live in 140 character society, so you know, even comic books may be uh, too daunting for some people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It's just sad. Why are you bringing me down? I don't know. 
I came here to talk about fun, happy stuff like Captain America, and now you're bringing me down. Maybe we should talk about Black Widow. Let's talk about Scarlett Johansson. She's bringing me up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she and I have to say, she at the press conference. You know, I made sure I sat on the on the right side of the room. Um, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I don't know where you're going with that. Yeah, no, it definitely. I thought there was there was a Tony G erection on the horizon. You're the one that was talking about it, <laughs> about bringing you up, which this this is a family show. Yeah. Um, well, so what yeah, kind of, I, what kind of family? She she's uh, I don't know. She she was very very classy, very elegant mm-hmm. at, at the press conference. But what I really liked um, about it is, you know, seeing everyone up there. They were you you could tell they they all got along, and you know, I, I think it was like Chris Evans that, that pointed out that they had all worked together on different projects at different times. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know they all knew each other, and and you know they were they were just happy to be there. And you know, like when you know one person's talking, you know, there was a point where like 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 Scarlett kind of leans over to, to, to Sam Jackson, kind of whispers something, you know, some comment or something. And it, it, was, it was a nice feeling after seeing the movie and enjoying it so much, seeing how well they get along. And, you know, maybe they just really had on their game faces because the yeah, press was there. I think usually you can tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it really felt sincere that, that they, were, they were happy to be there, even though they had to sit there for an hour and talk to a bunch of press. And it's, there are some crazy questions, weird questions, but... Um, like one question, Whoa. one someone asked is, is if if um like oh, I, I think that this this guy just wanted to kind of reference that you know the the Scarlett Johansson pregnancy you know stuff. I don't even know what that is. I, mean, uh, I know what pregnancy is. I know what Scarlett Johansson is. But they they want to say it's like could we maybe see a, a little baby Cap in a future movie or something like that? Like you know, are is Cap and Black Widow going to get together and oh. and they're like uh, no. <laughs> You know that that's not what what the the movie's about, right? So it's just it's just weird. I didn't think that was a very interesting anecdote, by the way. It wasn't. That's what I'm saying. There's there's like questions no, like no, that. No, no. I mean your story that like you built it up and then I uh, didn't build up. There's the other ones and it just sort of like frittered away to nothing. Like I feel like you did a really poor job just right. now. Then you do a better one. Come on. I'm I'm not the host. I'm here to react to your um, hogwash. Mm-hmm. Hogwash. And right now you're washing lots of hogs, pal. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So what were your thoughts on uh, Winter Soldier? Um, I, I'm not sold on the actor, but he doesn't have that much to do, so I could be convinced that he could be more of a focus than he was in this issue. Um, you know, because he's just kind of this mysterious assassin dude in this one. Um, I love his arm. Like, I, I wish that uh, they used that... Uh, um, special effect for Colossus because Colossus, yeah. the Colossus that I, the Colossus that mm-hmm. I've seen have I think they look like terrible like T two versions whereas the the one the arm of Winter Soldier looked like what Colossus should look like yeah so don't, uh, that's don't just, you think? yeah that's another thing that they they did right you know they 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 got it and yeah they they got it totally right and I'm sure you saw who um the Winter Soldier's keeper was. There's a little little cameo in that scene. I don't remember. The 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 father of the Winter Soldier was in the movie. I don't remember. Ed Brubaker had a cameo. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. So when you see, when you see it again after you saw it again, 
No, I guess I just don't know what Ed Brubaker looks like. Well, before you see it, go to the the, the movie, do a Google search or something. Okay. Check out his, his Comic Vine page or something. I don't know. And and then there's that other little um, Easter egg, a certain name that was mentioned. Mine? No. <laughs> your other, your, your alter eagle name, Stephen Strange. Oh, right, yeah. Doctor Strange. <laughs> And uh, Joe Russo, he's like, I'd like to direct a Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Or that the Doctor cool. Strange movie, he said. <clears throat> so I'm sure it's on that 2028 schedule somewhere. Well, yeah, I mean, the way I, – I, I think it's been announced. I think – I don't know if there's a, a date. I can't keep track, you know, because when, when Marvel was, was announcing all their stuff, there was, there was a couple uh, placeholder dates that they had that, that like, you were kind of mentioning. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think – one became Ant-Man, and I think the other ones like might be might be Doctor Strange. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I can end up taking this back, but I don't really have any interest in seeing an Ant-Man movie right now. I didn't have any interest in seeing Guardians of the Galaxy until I saw the trailer and thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I can be swayed back the other way, but just sight unseen, uh, Ant-Man. Uh, mm. And Paul Rudd as Scott Lang. And you know, I like me some Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a Ruddophile. And Michael Douglas as Hank, Hank Pym. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But like you said, um, what, what's going to be interesting is that you know, in Avengers two, Ultron's not going to be a result of, of Hank. No. I I'm assuming not. They're they're probably going to go with you know it's it's Tony Stark's fault. Yeah, it makes sense within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I wish they would do a Wonder Man though, and a Vision. Well, I mean, there, there's, you know, there, there, there's been rumors about the Vision for the longest time. It would have been cool if in the Cat movie they would have had a uh, Human Torch. Yeah, or Namor. Yeah, like even if they would have touched upon it, that would have been cool. Yeah. Well, actually, they they had the Human Torch in the first movie, sort of. How I don't remember. Okay, do you if you look up the or if you're familiar with the the first Marvel Comics cover, I think it was just called Marvel Comics or something like that. Mm-hmm. Where it's, it's it was the first appearance of, of Jim Hammond, the original Human Torch, where he's he's like melting out of this glass tube. Cuz uh they and I know they 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 redid it in um when they did Marvel's the the Alex Ross comic mm-hmm. where you know the scientist guy or whatever he had this android, you know, and but then there was some some glitch that when it was ex- exposed to oxygen, he caught on fire, and then that's how he became the human human torch, and he could control it, or whatever. So in um in Captain America: First Avenger, when they go to like the World's Fair or whatever that that was, you know, right mm-hmm. right before Bucky's gonna go off to whatever get deployed, yeah, you see uh, there's a glass tube there, like there there's a there's a it's not like a body in in there. So that was, that was supposed to be like... You're up on all the spoilers, my friend. Eh, I mean, yeah. You, you, you kind of look for the... You know, you try to... Uh, that's my job is to try to look for that stuff. Which is yeah. why in that scene in Winter Soldier, when all the, the targets were being listed on the screen, and right. that, that's when you saw like the Stephen Strange. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it's like, you know there's got to be other names there. It's like... Oh, of course. I, I need to freeze frame that. Ask the projectionist, can you stop the movie here? I'm sure somebody's going to end up, uh, you know, putting that online. Yeah, well, they they already did that with his um, his book, his to do list. Yeah. Which 
what what kind of bothered me about that is you know a, a couple sites rant you know someone posted this image and then you know you you, you get you know sometimes when you, when you see this is news and people you know like re reblog it or repost it or whatever but right. it's the the screen cap for for that scene it was like off of a, like a video player mm-hmm. so to me that says that someone has like a illegal like, download of course they do and they just i mean it, it could be like like oh someone in production released this or you know whether it's official or unofficial but it's like they they didn't even try cropping it out they they left the, it was a it was taken from a video player cuz you can see like the little play button or or like the 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 timeline the bar and i i it just seems i would never post something like that cuz that that's just it's almost like you're encouraging the the piracy that you're saying is like oh here here's you know this is a bootleg something i don't know but anyways yeah. the the point is so they 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 posted that that screen but supposedly overseas Cap had a different to-do list. Really? There, there's a couple names that, that were different. I wonder if if uh, uh, if it was if they have regional versions. You that, know that, I mean? That's what they were saying. I, I forgot who posted this. Um, uh, but they're they're saying like because I, I think like in Australia and somewhere else it hadn't opened yet, so they're like maybe it'll be different. Because I, I think like instead of I Love Lucy, it was it was something else. I, I don't remember. But some of the other things were were still the same. So that was kind of interesting. They would do that. I like that part. On your left. That was that was actually really funny. Yeah, and that was the other thing. It's like like Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie. It's it's like they they just got along like right away. Like just screen chemistry between those two. Right. So it's like you you know you you buy that they they could be partners. You know they they would make a good team. Right. I like that. No, I agree. I agree. So, anything else you want to say about the movie? I don't think so. Go see it if yeah. you haven't. If you haven't, you should go see it. Take your kids. Definitely. Oh, and then there's. Should we talk about the? Remember, I, I told you that like possible spoiler that ended up not happening. I don't remember. Where I, the, the, there was a rumor before the movie came out um, about Robert Redford's character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. I mean, you might as well address it. I mean, so yeah, I mean, people should know, obviously, if they've seen it or whatever. But there was a rumor that because uh, what's what's the dude's name that played Red Skull, Mark Strong, yeah, something like that. I forget his name. Anyways, that that dude. I think he, Mister, not Mister Anderson, a, Agent with whatever, Agent that, Smith. Yeah, Agent Smith. I think he's like, yeah, I don't want to be the Red Skull anymore. You know, put on that makeup sucked. You know, I I think it was a matter like that, and maybe he didn't have like a sequel clause or anything. So right. it, it, I I got the impression I could be totally wrong because I, I didn't look this up if it's official, but I got the impression that like he he's not really interested in being the Red Skull again. So it it, it would make sense that if they wanted to bring him back, like they've done in the comics numerous times, that he could somehow have inhabited or taken over someone else's body. So I, right. I I think someone claimed it might have been like on 4chan or whatever, which you know I've never checked out. I don't even know how you, you check that that place out where 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 that exists. If it's just no. 4chan.com, I don't know. Um no. but supposedly uh someone had had the the soundtrack listing for the movie and that there was a, you know cuz a lot of times the names of songs spoil the scenes. Sure. And and they supposedly 
there's something about Red Skull and Robert Redford's character. And, but it turned out to be wrong, unless they cut it. Yeah. Maybe it's a deleted scene. I don't know. That would have been interesting. It would have. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I would have really liked it, but it would have been interesting. And, 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 yeah. and you know, be a, a further callback to the original story. I, I'm, I'm not sure that, that the, you know, how, how pervasive uh, and, in, and insidious uh, Hydra was. I'm not sure I'd buy it overall. I think that was probably my one big criticism. Like the, that, I'm not sure I bought that, that Hydra was capable of such, of embedding so many people and being so uh, pervasive. You mean like in, in everything? Yeah. Yeah. That that's it's gonna be weird where they, they go from that. Cause like you see Maria Hill, you know, she's uh, people are moving on. But the the other question is, how is this gonna affect the Agents of Shield TV show? I don't know, I don't watch it. Because they they're, they're gonna do some sort of crossover, which I don't know if it's you know, this week or the next week or something like that. But Well the real question is how long is Agent of Agents of Shield gonna be on? I don't know. I mean, ABC may be like, you know, whatever, you know, our, our ratings are down, but, and you know, the show is getting better. I will say that, you know, it, it's still lacking in certain areas, but mm-hmm. you're lacking in certain areas. You, that's not what, never mind. <laughs> 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 but, uh, what was interesting in, in this week's or last week's episode, uh, Jasper Sitwell, remember that dude? He's the bald dude, the shield agent. Yes, because um, he's he's been on the show, and at at, at the end of, of this episode, he gets a call and he, he's like, "Well, I got a boat to catch." It's a little, little segue to the movie that scene with Batrock Z Lipa. Batrock. I say that to my daughter. She's like, "What?" When I say Lipa, she's like, "What's a Lipa?" Because you have an accent. Yeah. Lipa. You do have an accent. You have an accent. You're an accent. Why are you copying my style? You're copying my style. Yeah, that just proved it, I think. You proved it. Not. <laughs> All right, wow. let's, let's talk about Detective Comics. What do you want to talk about? How, how cool it was. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, I guess you could say that. It was well-reviewed. I think it, it gave it a good review. It was well-reviewed by many. Yeah, there's a couple uh, you know, people out there who don't know what the hell they're talking about. Who didn't like it, but uh, by and large, I think there was quite a love fest for uh, Francis and I when uh, when the book came out on Wednesday. Yeah, so you guys did good. So far, so good. You know, hopefully, uh, people will continue to like the stuff we're doing. Now, I, I I did debate when because obviously I really liked it, mm-hmm. um, but I was like, you know, if, if I if I give you the five, uh-huh. then you guys because you know it's all about my opinion. <laughs> so you guys are going to be like, oh, you know, success achieved. We can just kick back and take it easy. But see, if, if I would have given you a four, then you'd be like, oh, we almost had that one full star. We got to really try harder next time. You certainly have a Tony-centric way of looking at things. <laughs> That's right. That may not represent how the rest of the world views itself. I don't know. Maybe. You never know. In this case, I do know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see that's thing because I mean I'm I'm sure I'm sure when you look at ratings I mean I, maybe not I mean maybe it, it's it, it's probably I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna say it's it's probably not your top concern what you know every single review says 
obviously, you know, you you are going to be curious if people like it or not. Yeah, I'm but, curious. I, I read the reviews. I look at them, and uh, and then that's it. You know what I mean? Like it is what it is. You know, uh, I've said this before that in in many cases, reviewers of art and you know uh, any kind of uh, creative thing, like generally. You know, it's first of all, it's very subjective, and yep. and two, uh, most reviewers, um, especially in this day and age when all you need is a keyboard and an internet access, uh, to you know, then you can have an opinion, and that that it's you know it's out there on the internet for someone to grab, uh, but without having ever having earned the right to make a critical now, you know, to be a critical uh, analyst of something, uh, you know, it, it's easy. Uh, to offer your opinion, so uh, a lot of times it becomes like just somebody predisposed to liking or disliking the thing, and then using the review to uh, justify their feelings. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty obvious to me when I look at reviews and somebody like dislikes something that, ha- and then their reasoning has nothing to do with the with the subject itself. You know, obviously uh, we encountered this a bit with Flash, where people. You know, there was uh, a few out there who hated everything we did uh, and couldn't go one review without mentioning Wally West. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're reading issue 20 something of Flash and you're still mentioning Wally West, you're not objective. You Maybe you shouldn't be reading the comic and maybe you shouldn't be reviewing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like if, if there's a character I don't like, it, it, it doesn't really make sense for me to review them. Or reviewed a book. Now, I, I kind of made made an exception because um, I reviewed Inhuman, which uh-huh. is uh, about the Inhumans, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But see, I guess that's not really the best example. I, I don't not like the Inhumans. I just they're not like my favorite group of characters. I think some of them are cool, like you know Black Black Bolt's a badass and Medusa is a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so I reviewed the book one because Marvel gave us like an early opportunity to review it. And two, I was like, I wasn't sure if anyone else, you know, was really gung ho to review it on my my team. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I gave it a I gave it a three because, but there was other issues where you know it was the first issues, it was kind of you know a little slow. I don't know if there was because there was a switch because originally Matt Fraction was going to write it and then Charles Soule took over. Mm -hmm. So, um, but you know, I gave it a three out of five. If someone else loved Inhumans, maybe they would have given it a four or five. Yeah, I mean, look, there, I mean, there's definitely going to be personal biases in any review because, you know, nothing is completely objective. Um, but you have to take all reviews with a grain of salt, whether it's someone who always loves you and gives you, you know, f- you know, five stars or ten out of ten, or you know, uh, they have an agenda too. If they if they're your fan and they like what you do, then of course you're going to get higher ratings from them. You know, most but for, of the time, yeah, yeah. But for every, you know, I mean, there, there's obviously some people are more qualified uh, to analyze and judge. And, you know, you can usually see that, you know. I mean, there's these guys, uh, Retcon Punch, who uh, review a lot of the stuff that uh, I work on and that Francis and I work on. And, uh, you know, they're very effusive in their praise when they like something. But, you know, there's been issues that they didn't like so well. And they're they're not afraid to, you know, say how they felt about it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I, I respect that, you know. I, I think it's it's okay, you know. I don't think you need to feel obligated to like something, yeah. but by the same token, you shouldn't feel, uh, you know, you shouldn't carry dislike mm-hmm. into a, a review. I, I think that's not fair. I, I think sometimes when you are like a really big fan, that you you might be a little little harder 
I mean, on, on rare occasions, not not all the time, but I think sometimes you might hold it to a higher standard. Right, and then and then again, back to back to a point that I sort of made. It, look, anyone can write a review and put it on their blog, on a website, on any you know they they can make you can make yourself heard on the internet, right? You can put it out there, but it doesn't mean that you're the most qualified to do so. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like like it evens the playing field, but unfortunately, it doesn't even the credibility factor you know if there's some people out there that you know just because you've written 50 reviews like all you may not know what the hell you're talking about mm-hmm. in any medium i'm not talking about just comics yeah. so you know at the end of the day it's nice it's very nice to uh, be acknowledged and for people to like my stuff but it doesn't change anything about what what i do and how i go about my work you know i just i think it's funny when when people tell me my review is wrong because you, in particular, are a terrible human being and have poor taste. Uh-huh. Why? Because I, I like Detective Comics number thirty. Yeah, exactly. Because so you gave it five stars. <laughs> like I, I, I reviewed Green Arrow. I gave it four, and you're like, "Oh, it should have been a five. That's like, I didn't. It wasn't a five for me. And you know, yeah. and why? Be, read what I wrote. That that's what? the other thing is like some people won't won't even read the reviews. They just look at the score. There, there's this uh, person on this website, uh, this Flash website, who hates everything, 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 everything. We've talked about this person before, yeah. and and even like now that like now that you know the Francis and Brian era is gone, and you know uh, it was just me doing the last few issues. Like like to see the amount of absurd hate and and discrediting and discounting things and just complaining, like w- without ever even reading this stuff or, or saying I'm not going to read it and yet complaining about stuff is it, incredible. It's incredible. Like, I don't understand why people waste their time doing that. I don't know. I mean, that, that's what I always say when, when people, people always ask why you know, we, we give a lot of fours and fives. It's like, you know, new Moon Knight book comes out? Hell yeah. You know, I, I want to review that. If there's something I don't like, you know, I don't, I don't want to go out of my way and, and review that. And, you know, um, there will be like sometimes I, I may review something just because it needs to be reviewed. And, you know, people sure. need to know it's like, you know, OK, this isn't isn't that great or this was just OK. But sure. a, a lot of times people are like like you, it, it's almost like like they want us to seek out a bad comic to review. But but, you know, I, I, I like to think I, I'm a I'm a nice guy and, you know, I don't want to. Meh. Yeah, I, I don't want to say yeah that this person sucks and this was no good. And, uh. Right? You know, I mean, uh, it's all. I mean, obviously, we do things in, in life because of how it makes us feel, and some people are, are bitter or angry or sad or miserable or jealous, and you know, all those things can usually, you know, be detected in what they choose to write about and how they choose to write. You know. I noticed it when when I worked at a movie theater um, back in high school, where you know you would get some people that would just be so extremely rude and demanding, and you know, my my thought was always like this person must have like such a sucky job, where you know they get pooped on left and right, you know, told what to do, and this is their way to like be in power, so you know they're going to go to some poor concession worker and make demands. That you know they didn't put enough butter, or whatever. Of course, but that's I mean that's true. I mean it's funny, interesting that certain jobs draw those type of people. So, you know, there's some people who, 
who like the power of being a uh, a uh, what are the meter maids called? They're uh, meter maids. Parking, parking enforcement. Okay. You know, like because because it gives them a kick to basically judge somebody and assign them, uh, you know, assess them a fine. You know, it, somehow that makes you more powerful. You know, it's there's certain types of people that are drawn to certain jobs. Some people become police officers not because they want to help, but because they want to be able to, uh, you know, exert their influence mm-hmm. or power over somebody else. You know, surprised. You know, would you ever be thought about becoming a police officer? Uh, you know, I briefly did. I'm too old now. Officer Booch. I'd have been a good cop. A good cop or a bad cop? No, I'd have been a good cop. You'd be a nice cop? Officer friendly? Yeah, I'd try to be like the manipulative kind of cop who would sort of use, I'd use my wits versus my brawn. Or would you be like Vic Mackey? No, I would not be like Vic. Vic Mackey is a murderer. He was, he was upholding, maybe not. (laughs) He was a murderer from the first episode. But why did he do it? Was it in the name of of justice or for? No, it was in the name of him him not going to jail for being corrupt. That was such a rough show. <laughs> yeah, it was. I loved it though. I know. It's like I I should watch again because I I missed out when it first came on. So I like this is pre um, Netflix days. So this guy Dave that started. Comic Vine mm-hmm. with me and my brother-in-law. He had them all on, on DVD. So, you know, we just borrowed them and just devoured them. And was, Yeah, I watched, such... I, I watched it when, when, when the first season came out on DVDs, DVDs when I started. So I think I, think I watched it, uh, like, live on the shows, I think, from season two on. Yeah. They, don't, they don't make shows like that too often. Mm, they do. Son, uh, Sons of Anarchy is very similar because it's one, one of the creators. Yeah, that's the other show I, I missed. I, I gotta. It, it's on my Netflix list to to, to catch up on that. I just yeah. don't have time for TV. You're too busy reading comics. No, doing your job, hanging out at conventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay, let, let's get to. You're not going to Chicago now. No, man. Sorry, sorry to to the handful of people that uh, were wanting me to go and expecting me to go. Just I uh, couldn't do it this year. How come? Uh, I just, I have too many things lined up and too close together, and so it was just uh, became not feasible for me to do. It's too close together to WonderCon. Uh, yeah, yeah, lots of stuff. Interesting, but you are going to Long Beach. Well, yeah, I mean that's local. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. have to fly to sh- I mean, Chicago, Chicago. I got to fly there. And you got to be on at least one panel. Yeah, I mean, you know, got to fly there, got to house myself, got to, got to, uh, you know, it's a whole thing. So I, I may be like moderating some other panels, which. What do you mean? Because, uh, because they're they'll ask me like, oh, you want to do this panel? You know, because we're gonna have the Comic Vine panel, which I haven't really talked about on air or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I'm gonna have that panel, but then, like, you want to do this panel? You want to host this one? And I'm like, uh, okay. Why not? What else so, you got to do with your time? This be inter- I, I, could be, I could be hanging out at your table. That's true. <laughs> I could be taking cosplay pictures. Mm. Or, yeah, or but do- usually you don't, you don't take enough. Uh, it, it's, it's hard when, when, when you're doing the interviews and filming. and It's like you, you need someone just dedicated to doing cosplay. 
There's only one Tony G is the problem. I know. You need like Tony, uh, you know, H, Tony I, Tony J. Yeah. Yeah. I should do that. Just get rid of all my freelancers and only hire Tonys. Yep. And we'll change it to Tony Vine. I like it. I would frequent that site more than I do Comic Vine. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what, what more should we say about, we didn't really talk about uh, Batman, Detective. You know, I, I think because I think we talked about it uh, with our in our interview at Emerald City, and you guys, you just did an interview with Francis and I. I don't know what else is there is to talk about. I mean, yeah, I guess we we don't want to do spoilers. You don't want to get too too ahead. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I don't know what else to say about it. To be honest with you, actually, I just remembered. Okay, I do have a, a few questions from the Immensely Supermassive Comic Book Podcast and Stuff Facebook page. Okay. Um, so this is from Dave, who is Kagato on the forums. Because I, I, I put a post this morning. I said, are you ready for the return of Brian Bucciolato? And this guy, Dave, says, my body is ready. His body what about is ready the rest for- of him? What about the rest of him? He says, can you ask him how different it is to write Batman? And if we are likely to see Flash visit Gotham? Um... You know, it's, it's always interesting questions like how different it is to write a character because the process of writing is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, really the differences come in, in how you prepare yourself to write the character, right, in the research, in learning who the character is, you know, uh, what their perspective on things is, what are their wants and their needs, and what kind of story are you going to tell to illuminate uh, those things. So uh, to me there's like no difference in in terms of of the writing i mean your writing is what it is you know you craft story you know uh, usually at least in my case from the inside out you know mm-hmm. um so I don't, I don't know that it's any different obviously the different characters and they have a different set of uh of wants and needs and you know a different uh, city different villains so you know uh, luckily you know I know way more about Batman than I did when uh, I started my research on Flash. So there's more familiarity. Uh, but there's also way more source material that's in the sort of collective consciousness that we have to be uh, aware of in terms of uh, not duplicating uh, stuff that people have seen or, and definitely not stuff that people have seen recently. So it, there's definitely more. you know, And you have to negotiate. Obviously, there's... There's uh, several bat books, whereas Flash, there's uh, only, you know only the one Flash book. So you know, being on our on our own little island in Flash was easy. Um, in in a bat universe where the, now there's a weekly and there's obviously Scott Snyder's amazing run with with Greg Capullo, like there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of characters that are uh, being uh, you know used. So uh, those are all things that we have to take in consideration when we write. But beyond that, it, it's not any different. Yeah, so I guess, I guess that 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 is a big difference right there. Where now, like let's let's say after this first story arc, you know, you guys are like, I want to do a story with, I, I won't even name any characters because I don't want people to think I know anything because I don't know anything. The fiddler, the fiddler, and then you're like, like oh, uh, so you go, Mark Mark Doyle is your editor now, right? Yeah, he's awesome. That that's what I hear. Um, yeah. I've never met him, but so you go you go to Mark. It's like, hey, we got this really great story. It's it's gonna be like this. This twenty issue epic story redefining everything with the fiddler, and they're like, "Sorry, man, it's it's 
he's going to happen be over here and well that's i mean that's already happened to uh, to a much less dramatic degree like we had a, a, one of our characters in our storyline uh is is it uh one who hasn't been introduced yet uh so don't go guessing if it's elena or anybody else that you've seen in 30 cuz this character is for a future issue um that we wanted, we wanted to use this character and uh, design the story in a lot of ways uh, with that character in mind. Uh, not like a, a, not the story, but part of the story. So uh, after some development on it, then we found out that this character is going to be used in the weekly. So now, rather than taking our story and completely, you know, throwing it out, then we'll just create a, we'll create a new character with uh, without the limits of the continuity of, of who that character was. So there's freedom in that respect, but it does pull us away from sort of uh, more of the core uh, Bat Universe characters that people are used to seeing. Yes. Yeah, so now, now you have to play with others. Yeah, but I think, I think our solution generally is to try to find obscure characters, you know? Yeah. yeah. Rather than compete. Look, you know, like the, the Riddler's a big, a big part of, uh, of, Zero year. There was the there was that big Joker storyline. You know, there's Arkham Wars. There's I mean, there's all these characters that have been used quite a bit. Like Man Bat was was recently in you know, in Detective. Like there's, you know, there's very iconic characters that have been used recently and used well in stories. So rather than try to outdo somebody, or or have people be like get get sort of, you know, Riddler fatigue or or Man Bat. Uh, you know, fatigue. We'll just we'll give them something different. You know, but as long as it's Batman and it's Bruce Wayne and his motivations are all authentic and it's firmly set in uh, Gotham and in his universe, then there's no issue. You know. Yeah, because because I mean that that's the thing where you know a lot of people are like like oh you know I really like the Joker and everything, but you don't want to see the Joker all the time. And and you know even like uh, someone like like Clayface. It's, it seemed like he, he kept popping up in, in a bunch of the different Batman books. And it was also almost like, like that, that, that's too much. That, you know, we're, we're seeing him too much. Well, even, even in when I did Rogue's Rebellion, right? Like they take a trip to Gotham City and, and you know, I, I had this list of, of characters that I could use. And then uh, as I was writing the story, then like they keep pulling characters out. Well, you can't use this one anymore. You can't use that one anymore, you know. And so, where you know, you may have a story planned with some import, more important characters uh, from the universe involved. If they're appearing in another storyline, and that and that story, I guess, and somehow either the creator or the comic book that it's in, or you know, takes precedence, then you just have to roll the punches, you know. Yeah. So that's that's the price to getting yes, it to, is. getting to play yeah. with Batman's toys. Yeah, is that some some toys you can't play with, and some toys you don't want to play with because they've got someone else's fingerprints all over them. And and there, there's also the fact that like like with, with with the Flash, like if if you wanted to give him a girlfriend, you know, or you right. know, which he, he obviously he got one, but like with, with with a character like Batman, you can't just randomly do that. Right. Although yeah. he, he he did have a girlfriend in in the Dark Knight, and who didn't really appear in the other titles but then she was killed so it didn't matter yeah so you just sort of uh, navigate your way through all of it uh while still keeping your eye on the the stories that you want to tell yeah uh let's see john rodriguez says i loved 
issue 30 of Detective Comics, you and Francis's run on The Flash was brilliant, and judging from this issue, your run on Detective will be just as good. Question is, if you could bring one Marvel villain to Gotham for one issue and write that issue, what villain would you most like to see Batman fight? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Uh, the first name that popped into my head was Galactus. Do you want Batman to fight Galactus? I don't know how the hell he'd beat Galactus. Um, and I guess uh, my second choice would be Doctor Doom. Batman versus Doctor Doom? Because I almost feel like Doctor Doom is like the evil Marvel version of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. Frank Fuentes says, ask him if he and Manipole will get to redefine a bat villain in U-52 like they did for Reverse Flash. Uh, if he can come up with one that hasn't been used yet, I'd certainly like to hear about it. What do you mean? If, if Frank can come up with one? <laughs> yes. No, he wants it, to know if you guys... No, no. He, he's asking if, we, if there's any villains, big name villains that we're going to reimagine. I'm saying... If you if you can find one that a big name villain that hasn't been reimagined already, like I, that's I, that's my challenge to everyone out there. Okay, so put that in the comments if there's. Think, I mean, about it. Thir- thirty issues in with how many bad books? Yeah, but but you know a, a chunk of them had had the Joker, and okay, like I how mentioned, many, how, how many bad books? There's bat. There is the Dark Knight. There's Detective. There's Batman and Robin. There's uh, Batwing, there's uh, Nightwing, there's you know like. There, there, I, mean, I, I, I there's there's still characters. Who name one? I'm asking. Condiment King. Who? Condiment King. That's a big name villain. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just not in your circle. Maybe you just you don't know as much about Batman as you think. Well, or maybe you just don't know what big name means. You will see. Uh, <laughs> watch you, you. Someone's gonna someone's gonna use them, and then you're gonna be like, oh man. Look, the, the, uh, you know, we've got the squid in our story. The squid pre, it was pre-existing. Mm, okay. So, you know. But we're not setting out to reimagine uh, any particular character. We, we want to operate from story first, character need, you know? Mm-hmm. Or what about, like, KG Beast? He big hasn't been name. used. Big name? He's a big name? He was in the 80s. I'll take them under advisement. Uh, even though the, the KGB, I don't know if they, they're not really doing too much. Yeah. Um, what with the no Soviet Union and all. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else there is. Or, or I know a character who hasn't appeared in New 52. Who? Predator. Remember Batman fought Predator? I, I don't. Uh, I don't remember that. No. It was. It was like those uh, prestige um, comics. I think it was like like a four issue prestige. I think they did like Batman vs Predator two, maybe even a part three. Now you're just being silly. I'm not. Well, That's has not, has, not has DC Universe character? Well, they appeared together. What about Catman? Has he appeared? I don't think he's appeared. I don't think I have seen him. Um. Meow. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's been in a in new 52. Well, in the comments, people can can offer their uh, suggestions. Okay. And get no credit. 
you'll get credit in your heart. But yeah, like you said, is you're not looking to to do that because. Um, Patrick Delaney says, "Love the first issue. We got to see some new faces. Which new character are you most excited to write? Which new character? I guess meaning meaning like newly created character or the." Well, or I mean, because there is a what, me. what's her name? The the Elena, Annette. Elena, yeah, and her daughter, and then yeah. they they could be thinking the squid, the squid, is, uh, or or his brother Johnny, yeah. or um, Holter, which is the uh, the biker. Yeah, he's cool. Um, I'm gonna go out. And, uh, I'm gonna go out and say uh, probably uh, Annette. Okay. I, I, there's something I find intriguing uh, about the possibility of us uh, uh, exploring um, her character, okay. and maybe because I'm getting older, like you know, writing a younger character uh, is appealing to me. Not like in a creepy, you know, <laughs> like I'm a sexual predator kind of way. More like in a I'm sad that I'm getting older, so let me try and identify with youth culture sort of way. Okay. Um. But then, then Patrick says, I will be pulling, oh, okay, I will be pulling two bat titles now, so thank you. Tell him you're welcome. So he was just doing one, well, you tell him you're, he's, I, I'm assuming you're welcome. he's, he's going to listen, he asked a question. That's Patrick Delaney, right? Yeah. You're welcome, Patrick. Um, Nick Haberman, please ask if he has any plans to bring Hush into the New 52. I do not have any plans to bring Hush into the New 52. I think that... See, okay, so that that's another that's a that's a pretty big name character. Yeah, I mean, but to me, like a character like that, like I don't know what it is, but I automatically assume that somebody's got plans for him. You know what I mean? Like, like I think it'd be crazy. I, I'd be curious if, if someone does have plans. It's like, how do you bring him in? Because you know, the, obviously, the big question is, do you start over, or do you? Because you, you can't really say, yeah, the, the Hush story happened because it didn't happen because Selena right. doesn't know Bruce is, is, is Batman. Right. No, it's a, it's a, I don't, I have no idea. And that probably that alone would keep me from wanting to write that story. <laughs> yeah. It should be, be too tricky. I mean, that, that's the, 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 I haven't read the, the action comics yet, but when, you know, the Doomsday story where yeah. um, they're supposed to, I guess, kind of address like whether or not. Superman died from Doomsday. Didn't they mention that in an issue somewhere? Grant Morrison did, but I think he was just kind of doing whatever he. Cause he also had the statue with the eagle when Captain Mary or Captain Mary when Superman died. Mm-hmm. They, they they erected a statue. <laughs> he used it erected. I know. <laughs> and and the statue had the the shorts, the underwear costume, which you know he's never had that in the New Fifty Two. So I think it was just Grant Morrison, like I'm going to do what I want, but with sure. his Scottish accent. Right, as, um, as opposed to his Tony G accent, yeah, yeah, or his Brian Bucciolato Asgard Ian accent. <laughs> um, this one's Stephen. What Batman villains are you dying to use? You can't answer that. Uh, I, I don't think yeah. I don't think you should answer that because you may maybe you, they're going to appear in the next issue, or maybe you're not going to be able to use them and. Um, I mean, I don't have a particular craving. Like, uh, you know, obviously everybody wants to tell their uh, their version of a Joker story, mm-hmm. but it's not like I have one in my head already. So, like, there's not one that I'm. There's nothing I'm dying. Like, I would more than anything, I would love to see Francis draw the Joker. Well, you know, you could probably say, "Hey, Francis, can you draw a picture? Can you draw the Joker?" Yeah, maybe I'll just pay for a commission. 
<laughs> or maybe you say, hey, my birthday is coming up. Or, I know. Oh, Booch Cruise 2014. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Or, or maybe what I should do is I, I, I could try to do a, a mystery art challenge. I know I already did a Joker. Yeah. A Joker and a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. But oh, so we'll see. Um, and then Steven says, I was a big fan of your The Flash. <laughs> that sounds funny when you say it like that, but that's, that's how you say it. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of your The Flash. And just seeing you working with Francis again for Batman is great. So he's he's watching you. He's he's spying on you. I also feel like that means that he wasn't that thrilled with what I did on my own. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I'm, I hope you like the solo stuff I did. I did. I know you did. Yeah. We've talked about that. And then Stephen apologized for the the comment he made. What comment did he make? The one he made on Twitter. And after your, your video, or it, it was a racist comment, and he didn't realize it was a racist comment. Oh, is that guy? That was that yeah. guy, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, we all make mistakes, you know what I mean? I don't judge him for it. Uh, but I, I, you know what? I think he knew that I knew because I liked uh, – Matt basically said, hey, that's racist, and I liked that comment. <laughs> so uh, that was my way of acknowledging the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Here's a, just a regular question. All right. Um, this is from Chatham Hotel on Twitter, Comic Geek 96. I've never read or watched Watchmen. So this isn't about you. Okay. This is about, about Chatham. Never read or watched Watchmen, but the book is coming in the mail. How close is the book to the film? I haven't. I've only watched it in the theaters. I own it on Blu-ray, but I haven't watched it. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. I didn't see the director's cut or whatever, so I don't know. I mean, I don't. I mean, it, it's a different experience. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, the ending's different. Yeah. The, the, the big blue penis is um, not there. Yeah. I, but I, I mean, there are some parts that were were pretty pretty close. I I seem to remember being pleased with the movie i might have just been dazzled by it yeah you know right after and i mean that that's that's the the thing is there for a while you know when you first see a movie you might be like wow that was really great and everything and then when you think about it you're like you know maybe that wasn't so great yeah you get caught up in the spectacle of it yeah so with uh captain america i actually waited um you know i i kind of had some notes i knew like specific things that i really liked in that but mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to write the review right away and just be like, blah, blah, that's so good. Blah, you know, just spew it all out. So yeah, I waited. A- I processed it. It's good. It's very mature of you. Yeah. Maybe my, as I, as I get more older, more mature, I'm maturing as I'm mature. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, this is from Webhead, Webheaded Hero on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He says, look what I found in the kids section while shopping at Target. And there is a picture in the, the video DVD aisle. It says, characters kids love. And there's like Barney and, and Big Bird. Mm-hmm. But the movie, there's um, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, which is PG-13. Um, there's Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, mm-hmm. which is a little dark. And then there's like some, looks like, I don't know what this is, some Superman animated 75th anniversary something. That's interesting. Those aren't really kids' movies. It doesn't feel like a question either. No, it's not. But it's in the Ask G-Man t- tweets. 
My, my, but the thing is, like that statement has a period at the end. I'm just saying, when or maybe it has a, a colon. It's got the ha- hashtag, so they they didn't ask. Okay. All right, now I'm going to the forums. Do a couple, and then I gotta. I'm sure you gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, yeah, you, when we wasted about an hour and forty minutes of my life that I can't get back. You love it. It's an hour and twenty eight minutes. Mm, whatever. Um, Scouts, nineteen ninety eight. Have you seen the Monty Python movies? And if so, what did you think of them? Like all of them? Any of them? Uh, I mean, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is my favorite. Yeah, I think that's the only. I, I mean, I, I've I've watched more shows. The Life of Brian's good. I don't know if I. I don't think I've seen that one. I wasn't like the biggest Monty Python fan, which I know people are be like, "What?" Because you know, a lot of people like really embrace it. Yeah, they have some hardcore fans. Yeah. I, I'm a fan, not a hardcore fan. Yeah, my my dad really liked it, and I, and so I saw a lot of Monty Python stuff uh, with my dad when I was, uh, you know, a wee lad, actually. Yeah. I used to watch uh, Faulty Towers too. Did you yeah. watch Faulty Towers? I didn't. Wasn't Mr. Bean in that? Uh, Rowan Atkinson. I think so. John uh, John Cleese. Yeah, I, I've seen bits of it, I, but I didn't watch it regularly. Yeah. Um, and then this was at the thousandth post i guess on 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 the the questions what is your favorite question you have had whether it be because it was a a creative question or hard one what's you what's your favorite question what's what's the the best question you've ever had in in all of your numerous interviews well the real problem with that is my memory um hmm I don't, you know, I mean, questions are, are they're so in the moment uh, for me that uh, I don't really judge them as a best or worst, you know. Um, I know one that you judge. Which one? When's Dr. Guerrero coming back? Well, that's just, the, that's probably the, the most useless question. Uh-huh. Um... I don't know. I mean, I guess the uh, my favorite question of all time is "Where's Wally West?" Why not? That's your favorite. Yeah, okay. it's one of those things. Like you know how in comedy you can do something that's not funny, mm-hmm. and you do it again, it's not funny. But like the more times you do it, like the funnier it becomes. Mm-hmm. So I think you know the more times I would get the question of, of "Where's Wally West," it went from being like I don't know, or to I can't tell you, to you know this, to that, to finally to like. Now I'm amused by it, and now he's coming back. So I guess that's going to be a question that will be retired. Yeah, but where was he while he was? I I still say he was in London. So I guess guess we'll we'll find yeah, out. I don't. I honestly don't know. What, like I haven't read um, the issues. You're you're, so. you're 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 you've moved on. You've moved out of that city. Well, you know, I, well, let me just tell you that I don't like. I don't get a box every month that has all the all the the. The uh, comics. I guess I'm not uh, important enough to uh, to be on on whatever list that is. So um, I didn't get any advanced copy of it. I didn't either. So I hope it's great. You know, like I'm optimistic. You know? Now, I, how, how do you feel about? Because um, some creators are like, when I move off a book, I I don't read it. You know, not not out of like animosity or anything. Cause, you know, you move on, and and you know that that chapter in your life is is done. Well, I'm going to try to be an adult about it. You know what I mean? Like, no, uh, no, no. no. I mean, I'm there, there's I'm nothing. Gonna, no, no. But I'm just. Well, let me explain myself. Okay. See, so you like to talk so much that you wouldn't let me respond to. A I don't want you to assume that I'm saying you're not okay. being an adult. I, I don't assume because that makes uh, an ass out of you and me. 
Don't make an ass out of me. Um, Have you on the show? That's that's enough. I make an ass out of you all the time. Um, no, I mean, like, look, look, I've never had the experience. Like, you know, Flash was uh, Francis and and, and my uh, first first character that we got a hold of and and sort of had for a while. You know, so there. Part of me feels weird about somebody else uh, writing stories. I mean, e- even to the point of um, uh, at Emerald City uh, con- at the panel, I think it was Anne Ascenti was talking about uh, a storyline in her book, and and she was talking about how a, a golden glider uh, was going to be in it. And part of me was like jealous, like, "What are you doing with my child?" She uh, said that. So no, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously the characters don't belong to me. We got to borrow them for a little while. We got to put our, our stamp on them. But uh, uh, it, it's just difficult, you know. I think it's just only natural that you have a sense of propriety for characters that you spend so much time with. Um, especially for me with the Rogues, uh, you know, additionally doing that whole storyline with, with Rogues Rebellion. So um, I'm, I'm going to read the Flash books that come out and I'm going to hope for the best. But I can't guarantee that I won't feel uh, – I can't guarantee how I'm going to feel about it. You know what I mean? Like like I have nothing against uh, uh, Robert Venditti and, and – and uh, you know, and what their what their whatever their plans are, but you know, if it's if it doesn't jibe, I guess, with what I think it should be, I'm gonna naturally have you know feelings about it. I wouldn't go. I would never like publicly air them if they were negative. But uh, you know, who knows? We'll see. I guess. I guess I'll find out how I feel once I read the, the new Flash series. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, we'll see. It it, it is weird. I mean, because. You know, you you were on on there from the beginning, and you know there there is very few other books that you know the creators have stayed on for that right. many issues. So I, I I don't think I read issue twenty six. Out of the Christmas Gage one? No, nope, I didn't read it. Yeah. Well, you're busy too. Yeah, and it wasn't that I set out not to read it. It just it just didn't work out. That yeah. I didn't have a comp. I didn't, you know. I never thought to ask, uh, uh, you know. So, but I'm definitely going to read the new take. Uh, I am in- interested to see uh, how they handle uh, Central City post Rogues, you know, Rogues uh, Rebellion series, Forever Evil, and see what they do with Wally. I was going to say, then you could send in a, like a, a letter to the editor, <laughs> like what's going on, and you know. But I guess they, DC doesn't print letters, do they? No, they don't, they don't so. do letter pages because they. They do the 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 new fifty two channel fifty two thing. Yeah, that's in in the back of every single issue. Right. So that's, 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 I wonder why they don't do letters. Marvel does letters. Maybe maybe because of the internet. Maybe yeah, but that's the thing because like there was there was someone I forgot who it was where they're like we're only accepting physical letters because you know you can you can I mean it's almost easier where you can just you know send them an email. And say this was cool, or hey, what? How come this isn't happening? But there, there was some comic that recently came out. They're like, we're only gonna print physical letters, so you have to mail it, which I thought was was interesting. All right. Okay, so I think that is going to be a show for today. Sounds good for this week. Yeah, yeah. So people, if they have not, they should go and read Detective Comics number thirty. Yeah, why not? Give it yeah. a shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might like it unless you're one of those two dudes who gave <laughs> gave me crappy reviews. 
Uh, but uh, what, what I said and, and what, what's what's nice about this is that it it's, it feels self contained. You know, it, it's. I mean, I, I I love continuity and I you know the idea of having you know four or five you know multiple books where you know you can cross over and get more story. But at the same time, you know, even though I'm reading the different Batman comics, I, I kind of like the story to be in in one series and and have it have its own feel. You know, right? You know what I'm saying. No, I dig it because it, it's it's weird because even even though even when when you guys coordinate. Or before you guys arrived there, you know, they're doing whatever the big bat summits and all that stuff, and everyone's on the same page and mapping things out. You could still feel it's it's you know the story's different, even if it's like part of one big event or something like that. So so I, I like that's what I've I've enjoyed about Zero Year because it's it's isolated. You know, it can't cross over into the other books. I gotta tell you, um, issue twenty seven, uh, I really really liked. The whole um, backstory with uh, with Jim mm-hmm. and the and the coat. Oh yeah, I really 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 dug that. I got I got to give lots of hats. I don't wear hats, but if I wore hats, I'd wear a lot and I'd take them off. You wore a hat last weekend. Hats off to yeah, I did. Um, or a weekend before. Yeah. So. To to Scott because it was really good stuff. Yeah. So it's gonna be cool. Looking forward to seeing more. Indeed. See what what you kids are up to. All right. Well, uh, I'm really tired of talking to you. Yeah, um, I know. I'm just a little annoyed with you as a human being. Of course. So I'm gonna get off before um, I say something I regret. All right, because I'm gonna see you this weekend, which is really yeah. next weekend. Yeah, this I weekend. hate you, WonderCon. I mean, uh, I look forward to it. Uh huh. All right. And I just want to point out that Halle Berry uh, is on vacation, so that's why she didn't. Uh, that's why you haven't been on. Yeah, so maybe she's next she's time. busy doing. She's in the future at Days of Future Past. Yeah, and she wasn't looking great. <laughs> she's, she's busy. The future was not kind. Yeah, so they they cut her from the movie. Yeah, so she's bitter. All right, All right I'm out of here. All right, we'll talk soon. Okay, bye. All right, bye. All right, thank you for listening. Make sure again check out Detective Comics. Make sure you watch uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, hopefully you watched it and loved it because I loved it. Brian loved it. And it seems like a lot of other people loved it. So it's doing really well. It's a really cool movie. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm not sure if there will, we'll, we'll see. We'll try to do a show next week. Um, with all the traveling, maybe we'll, we'll figure something out if, if we're going to do one. I just realized that, that this is gonna be like two weekends in a row. I'm traveling and I'm traveling on a days. I normally record this, but you guys don't need to hear about that. So hopefully, We'll have something because um, I, I have a few other guests lined up that I, like some that I talked to at Emerald City, some some first timers to the show, which um, will be fun. So we'll we'll definitely have to figure something out. Thanks for listening. Check out all our stuff. Um, you can send questions in. Go to Twitter. Uh, use hashtag AskGman. You can go to the Facebook page to the. Um, invincibly super massive comic book podcast of stuff give it a like if you if you like the show if you listen to this and if you use the facebook um or you can go on the general discussion forums look for the ask g-man video questions we are almost caught up we're very very close to getting caught up so ask some questions there if you want to hear anything that's why i haven't been doing a lot of questions lately because um we're getting kind of caught up there and just other things coming up so i will talk to you guys soon 
Uh, adios. So, so my question, my is, question is, could it be? We don't, we don't know. know. And I would like to ask you which comic book does affect you most emotionally. Yeah, yeah. That's the question. I'll shake your head. I love Alan Davis. A John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I give this a two.